Hey everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about the best office cold opens. My first one is actually, I think, probably the only one that I've discussed with you before. Okay. It's from Office Olympics. Oh, breakfast. I got your sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yummy, yummy. Thank you. Ryan, what was the thing uh, you needed me to come in early for? Um, the sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. But thank you. And why don't you just take a couple hours, office is yours, home alone, risky business, take your pants off, run around, whatever you ought to do. I'm just going to take a nap in my car till work starts. Okay. It's like... Still slightly dark out. <laughs> you know what I always think about when I see that is I wonder what is Michael doing there so early? That's a great question. And like, I actually never thought about it. Because Michael does not strike me as the type of boss who gets in early to do work. But you know what does strike me as very Michael? He has truly nothing else going on in his life. That's so true. Like if he was up early, he probably doesn't know what to do with himself. And maybe he just went in. He also someone who might just want to eat his breakfast at work. He might. might, (laughs) And he he probably called Ryan like A to try to use him as his assistant sort of. But also because he really wants to be friends with Ryan. So maybe he also in the back of his mind wanted a reason for the two of them to be there early and thought they would strike up a forever friendship. But then it's interesting because he does tell Ryan, that's all office is yours. Like do (laughs) whatever you want. (laughs) He does let him loose in the office. So it's funny. He doesn't doesn't try and engage in a conversation with him at all. I also love it because it has that feeling that we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. It's the same feeling that you get when you're in your high school after, yeah, like at night. It has that same kind of feeling. In fact, I actually was going to text you the other day because I had to go down to my office and get something and I wanted to go when no one was there. And I went and it was like 9.15 at night. Hang on one second. You guys, it's one of Alexa's 17 cordless phones in I her can't. house. I, well, that's a story for another day because I cannot get into it right now. I'll just get too Wait, Did heated. we ever talk about that on the podcast? I don't think we about, have. About our, my dad's our, obsession um, with the Our home. episode that we wrote about, um, I mean, for Curve Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> where our the house is on fire and your dad runs back in and they think, like all the neighbors think he's going to rescue a pet and he comes out like with gripping your 17 cordless phones. <laughs> My dad is obsessed with our home phones. He needs them to be on the chargers at all times. If one is missing, he immediately knows. He cannot take it. He's like, where is the downstairs phone? I want it returned. I need it. And he is obsessed with the the whereabouts of these phones at all times. Also, he's not a tyrant of a guy. But I, for I, some I, reason, I, when it comes to these phones, he becomes a full man. He also is living in this century and has a cell phone and does not have a need for a home phone. He's not one of those guys that doesn't use technology he has a cell phone i don't know what he thinks a home phone is providing him but if one is out of place we're sure to hear about it anyway (laughs) 
All right. So, wait, 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 what I was saying was I had to run to my office and I went at 9.15 and it was pitch black. None of the lights were on. And it's like such a cool feeling. Okay. So next is from the fight and it's the one where Jim moves Dwight's desk to the bathroom. It's not necessarily the fact that he moves his desk to the bathroom that I think is so funny. Mm -hmm. It's more so the way Dwight is pissed about it when he finally finds his desk. But then Jim calls him. Dwight Schrute. Hi, Dwight. Um, what sort of discounts are we giving on the 20-pound white bond? Jim, I've given you this information like 20 times. I know. It's by the ring. Uh, yeah. Really it is good. now 978. So right. it's a discount of 7%. Okay, thank you. Got to get back to work. It's so funny that you picked that because I don't think any of mine are gym pranks. I am not partial to liking them very much. I try and I find them to be try hard and like and and what you said it makes it funny is the part. Yeah, that it's like not even the prank that's no, funny. It's, it's like not. the way it's, Dwight it's the way handles Dwight... it when Jim calls. Absolutely. It's... Um, okay, so the next is from the client, and it's Michael's jeans. So Ryan <laughs> walks in with Michael's jeans. Wait, are those Michael's Levi's? Yeah. Who dry cleans jeans? Michael and his jeans. He gets in them, and I'm not exactly sure what happens, but I can tell you he loves the way he looks in those jeans. I know that's why he started Casual Fridays. And they show all those different clips of him, like, <laughs> climbing up onto furniture, thrusting around the office and everything. <laughs> and then Pam flings his pants under the desk. Yes. I love it so much. Next is the one that I thought you would also choose, but maybe okay. you didn't. It's from Performance Review, and it's Dwight's Fitness Orb. You should get one of these. No, thank you. Do you even know what this is? It is a fitness orb, and it has completely changed my life. Forget everything you thought you knew about ab workouts. Done. Don't have it on my list, but it was a finalist. Just honestly, I like that cold open now, knowing the backstory that the office ladies talked about on their podcast of how it wasn't supposed to pop. He was supposed to hit it with the scissor and it was to deflate slowly and that it popped by accident. And that's the take they use and that everyone's reactions is their actual <laughs> reaction to it popping. That's one of the behind the scenes we learned from their podcast that actually enhances my viewing of the show. And I think Jenna said that the odds of John actually hitting a seam in yes. the ball for it to completely yes. essentially like explode that way. That they had done it like so, so slim that they had done it 12 times prior and none of the times did it happen. And if you look closely, you can hear and see John Krasinski's real reaction yes. to that happening. Phyllis, too, is standing by, is sitting behind <laughs> him, and her face is priceless, too. And his, Rain Wilson's face when he's falling, is so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So next is from my most hated episode of The Office ever, which is Scott's Tots. Ugh. And it's Andy's Baby Talk. Oh now, gosh. I don't think Andy's Baby Talk is funny, mm -hmm. but the way. Michael approaches it like a police detective when he's reading off the card and he's like, I have it on good authority that you sent the following. You read that back to me? Andy, have a boo-boo tummy. Mm -hmm. Would you rather me say 
Hey guys, my irritable bowel syndrome is flaring up. Okay. Crazy diarrhea happening right now. Because things can get real adult real fast. You are also on record as saying widow idle, footy woodies, num nums, jammies, make boom boom, widicowus, and wode iwind. And he's so annoyed by it. And uh-huh. basically saying, like, you have to stop, stop. doing this. Right. <laughs> and then Andy compliments Michael's Elvis impression. And then suddenly Michael's okay with all of it. Well, if we're complaining, a lot of people think your Elvis voice is annoying. Okay, who said that? I'm just people. For the record, I think it's pretty fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you a lot. And for what it's worth, I think your baby voice is topped. Next is from Classy Christmas Part 1. And it's when they're trying to do the group photo outside wearing the Santa hats. I love when Dwight calls out who's not jumping. You gotta be kidding me. Who isn't jumping? I'll tell you who. Daryl, Phyllis, Stanley, Angela, and Oscar. And then he makes Phyllis jump. Oh my God. This is a store-bought camera. This isn't one of those special military-grade cameras that would be able to capture that. And the whole thing is so chaotic. (laughs) Yes. And it's so much like real life. Anytime yes. you've been in a group photo, like at, totally. oh, you know, at a wedding when they always make you do a cheesy group photo at a wedding. Yes. There's never one where everybody's actually doing what they're supposed to do. Yes. When- And it's funny because their planning of it, Jim tries to take control. Like they're going to do one silly one and then everybody shouts out their ideas anyway. One Charlie's Angels. One. Let's go. Okay. This is just a Christmas card from your paper supplier. No one's putting this on their fridge. Oh, I got it. You guys, how about this? Michael, what if all the boys are on one side, all the girls are on the other? The boys are like, why yada? And the girls are like, let's go shopping. Let's just jump in the air. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's a picture. Yes. Freezing. They don't have coats on. Such an accurate depiction of what it's like to take a picture like that. Yeah. And of course, Aaron is jumping too early. <laughs> Um, also, Erin is jumping way too early. She's on the ground by three. I don't want to miss it. <laughs> and then after all that, it cuts to Michael and he's like, we didn't get it. Next is from Trivia and it's the longest silent streak the office has ever had. 14 minutes. Oh, yes. I think it's great when Dwight's phone rings and everyone turns and zeroes in on him to see whether he's going to pick it up or not. He does it with a ceremonial flair, the way he picks up the phone and hangs up on whoever it is. Andy freaking out over the raccoon eating the sandwich and miming it is so ridiculous. (laughs) And then my favorite part is that as soon as they hear Kevin with the candy wrapper, they know it's done. All of them turn and look at him because they positively know what is about to happen and it happens the vitriol with which oscar (laughs) is furious with kevin oh yeah i knew it i knew it kevin as soon as i heard that rapper you really have to say oh yeah every time you get a candy bar Oh my gosh, oscar will never not be my favorite he's my favorite favorite part of that opening for sure Okay, and then my last pick is from the episode Lice, and it's the one where Jip, Jip, <laughs> let me try that again. Okay. The one where Jim bites his lip. I think about it all the time because I know that feeling's so deep in my bones and my reaction is the same as Jim's. The first one, you're irritated, but yeah. like, fine. And by the end, when he's talking about it and he does it again. It's not a big deal. You know, I always tell my three-year-old, if this is the worst thing that's going to happen, you gotta be kidding me! Okay, Pam, that's it. I'm going home. 
The first one I had to put on because I cry laughing watching it every time is Stress Relief. The beginning of Stress Relief where Dwight sets the fake fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's less of a cold open because it's got so much to do with what the rest of the episode is about. But there is so much good material in that. My favorite line is when Mike, when they realize they're trapped and Michael's like, okay, we're trapped everyone for himself. And then he throws the projector at the window and just starts screaming for help out the open window. It's so chaotic and it's so funny. I feel like I could write a full thesis paper about that cold open. There are so many moving parts. You could track each person, the different strategies, even the subtle buildup when they're all running to the doors and they're trying to find a way out. They touch the the knobs and they're hot. Then Dwight is just standing on the desk the whole time screaming instructions. Use a what to cover the mouth? A what? A rag, a damp rag perhaps. Let's remember those procedures. What are the options? (laughs) That's the wrong way. We've already tried that. Remember your exit point. It's one of the best. And every one of them has a reaction that's so in line with what you think they would do. Yeah, it's like a microcosm of each of their characters where where Oscar gets up into the ceiling because he's the problem solved <laughs> guy and he's going to go for help. And and then Jim is the same way. Where OK, I am not dying here. Come on. And I love the reveal when Dwight blows the bullhorn and he's like. Attention, employees of Dunder Mifflin. This has been a test of our emergency preparedness. There is no fire. It was only a simulation. What? My next one is actually from my what I think is my favorite episode, Fun Run. It's the one where Michael obviously hits Meredith with his car. But what I like is that it starts with him in his house and he's recapping to the camera how the summer's been. This is going to be a very good year. Very good. Jan is at home. Jim is back. My protege, Ryan, is a corporate. Good stuff. Um, Andy and Dwight are rocking the sales team. I feel very blessed. I love the momentum that that cold open has where him leading up with his day and then he hits her. My next one is another Christmas one. It's Secret Santa. Mm. And this is one where Jim and Dwight are the PPC right now. And um, (laughs) they're unveiling the tree. They have the tree under the tarp and Dwight is shouting to the office. Attention, everyone. Jim and I, on behalf of the party planning committee, have an announcement. Too loud, but effective. Look, on behalf of Jim and I, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Good. It is time to unveil the tree. Hey, Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been to Rock Center and this is nothing like that. This is all we have. Ugh. Nope. It's not ugh. It is office camaraderie. It is warm feelings. Why don't we talk more about it instead of doing it? 30, 29, 28, 27, 3, 2, 1. Ooh, you didn't decorate it. No, exactly. We didn't because we think it would be better to do it together. Everyone. Why would you wrap it in a sheet if you're not covering anything up? Is is it fake? Pam? Yeah. Yes, we are unveiling an artificial tree. That will never die. Yes. Like the spirit of Christmas. We're supposed to applaud you for taking a giant dab off a fake tree. This was a successful unveiling. Go back to work. Merry Christmas. 
his parameters for what makes something good or successful are so much different than everybody else. It's so true. My next one is, I guess it's Saber, but, you know, they think it's Sabre at the time, um, <laughs> is the name of the episode. And it's when they get the box of electronics delivered <laughs> yeah. to the office. And um, Michael opens it like a monster and tears it open and then gives out all the stuff in the box to... He does it in such a way where it's as though he purchased these items and is graciously (laughs) gifting them to people. For accounting, a brand new printer. And for the sales staff, a new fax machine. This cord has Creed written all over it. And whoever would like a brand new scanner can come visit it in my office. Thank you. And again, Dwight's lines in this cold open is what sells it for me because after they discover that they were supposed to have saved the box for Gabe when he comes and um, Michael steps out into the bullpen and he says to them, Okay, everybody, listen up. I have some bad news. Due to circumstances beyond my control. Impulsivity and inattention to detail. Hey, hey. And then he tells Pam, because Pam suggests that they tape the box back together and put everything back inside. And Dwight's like... Impossible. He opened it like an ape. And then the other reason I like this one is because the thought of the office collectively trying to put this box back together because they show like a tiny bit of it of oscar and pam but all of them working together to put this box back together and then fit all the stuff back inside that they've taken out is priceless to me to imagine what it was like it's also another like what you were saying about the fire one being a a microcosm of who all they are this is another one of them working both together and as individuals to solve a problem Mm -hmm. and being basically incapable of doing it (laughs) but then they do succeed and then of course michael (laughs) accidentally leaves his cell phone in the box too (laughs) so then they have to undo it my next one is from the chump this one is a long one one, but both parts are extremely funny to me. It's the radon test kits that oh my um, gosh that Toby puts in Michael's office, and I love just in the first ten seconds when Toby's at the front of the of the meeting and he says to them, "This here is a radon test kit. Okay, I'll be putting them everywhere, and please don't throw these out. This is a radon test kit. Please don't throw these out." So funny. And then when Michael talks about his thought process for why he's thrown each one out. The first time I threw mine away, I thought it was an ant trap. But I figured I'd rather live with ants than with this creepy little disc. The second time, I thought it was one of those, you know, the things you turn over and it moves like a cow thing. But upon closer examination, it was another ant trap. So I threw it away. And the third time... I did it out of spite. And so that's all funny, the radon stuff. But then Michael makes a comment. And if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. And then the meeting completely devolves into chaos because they're all talking about what they would do if they were in the room with the three people. <laughs> oh, yes. And then Ryan, for some reason, asks at some point. Is there a curtain rod in the room? I don't know. How about make believe land as anything you want? Stanley, please. This is serious. <laughs> My next one is counseling. And um, this is when Dwight is opening the daycare in the building. 
Oh my gosh. And this is... This I had to put this on my list just for the moment alone when they get into the when they walk into the daycare and Dwight flicks on the light and Mose is painting in the dark and him and Jim just scream. Ah! <laughs> and also when they're doing the little tour and they get to the box of cutlery of the yes. forks and knives and then there's a soy sauce <laughs> packet in there. To a child's imagination, that's Mr. Fork and Lieutenant Knife and Miss Fork. And a soy sauce packet. That shouldn't have been in there. I'm embarrassed. Don't beat yourself up. He was so genuine, despite the fact that this entire thing is just a disaster. It's like dangerous and scary (laughs) and like totally not okay. Yeah, never mind the fact that this entire thing is a mess. He's embarrassed by the source. has dangerous cutlery for kids to play with. (laughs) And scary pictures of clowns on the wall. My next one is actually a Michael-less one. It's Doomsday, and it's when Andy is singing Closing Time. Oh, God, I hate that one. You do? I I don't always hate Andy. I like Uh him more than you do, but I despise buys him in that one i think it's funny who joins in and who doesn't and the second it starts playing dwight puts on these like massive noise canceling headphones so that he can't hear it so he just puts those on and then i love jim's line when andy's being obnoxious and screaming closing time at the top of his lungs and jim's on the phone closing time w-r-k one last call for our uh, no, oh my boss is singing closing time maybe that's what you're doing. I can't imagine what it was like to be on the other end of that call. And and honestly, Pam is funny that I don't usually find Pam to be all that funny. But the way she says in her talking head that. Let's see. Andy has been manager for 105 days, which means I've heard closing time. 105 times. Still don't know the words. And was home and home and home. It really cracks me up every And then my last one is from probably my least favorite arc in the whole series, but is from Tallahassee. And it's when they're in Florida and Dwight is waking them all up for the day <laughs> and and he goes to each of their r- rooms with Aaron and and wakes everyone up but the part that gets me is when he gets to Jim's room and Jim's got oh this is a Jim prank actually <laughs> so I do have one when Jim has set staged his room like it's a murder someone's yeah. murdered him and Dwight immediately falls for it he just immediately goes he says oh man what do you think happened Looks like Jim got mixed up with some bad apples. And then Aaron's face through that whole thing. She's horrified of what's going on. And it says it was Dwight on the wall. And it, and then there's, again, their scream when Jim falls out of the closet just gets me. <laughs> I almost put the lip dub one on because I think we've talked about it once before. But that one just confuses me. It just seems weird that they did that i don't know it just strikes me as slightly off that it's not something the office would actually do so i just wanted to see what you thought isn't it during that time where glee was really big and a lot of shows were doing musical yeah didn't like this is crazy i don't know if i'm remembering this right but i almost feel like gray's anatomy did a musical episode 
oh, you're not crazy. That is one of Grace's most iconic episodes is their musical episode. Okay. It, lives, it lives in infamy in the fandom of Grace. <laughs> and then another one that I almost put on was Welcome Party, where they do the the card for Stanley and, the, and they talk about whether or not he has a mustache. Yeah. And not only do I like it, but legitimately every single time it gets to that episode i cannot remember whether or not he has a mustache me too yeah and i've seen that episode like five times even thinking about it now i don't know whether or not he has a mustache i can't what is that i don't know so um that's all i had all right guys till next time